Hello, welcome to the Unsworn Game. I'm your host, Rob. This is the Age of Sigma Stats Center, where every Monday on Twitch, joined by the fantastic Twitch chat, uh, oh God, I've knocked the microphone, reshoot. Um, we go through the event results from the weekend. We look at the list, we have a talk about them, and uh, we analyze it. And a lot of that information is put into the stats, uh, which you've seen on other stat shows that we've done, uh, produced by Ziggy Rob and the rest of the team. Um, so you should join us because it's really fun and you can have your say. Let's look at the event results from this weekend now this weekend is an interesting weekend because a lot of the events didn't in any way use uh some some events didn't put lists in some events didn't use any pairing apps at all uh and so it was a spreadsheet or two and we just had some information to get from uh which is hard some events and our first event that we're going to shout out is to the is to the frontline gaming uh aos event that occurred in uh, maybe new orleans in new orleans in fact uh where they had seven people attend and it was won by Skaven, which is incredible. Now, we probably won't put that into the stats. Just saying. Just saying. That's, it feels like that's a bit aberrant. Uh, anyway, right, let's get on with this. So uh, the first uh, event we're going to go to is the Ruckus in Rondol in. Now, I was practicing this off air, so it's going to be wrong. It's in New Zealand, and it was in Paraparauma. Oh, I don't think that's right. Don't think that's right at all. But I tried really hard. Hey, no, Matthew. Big love to you. Gitley, what's going on? Uh, what come out about Skaven Meta incoming? Ag agreed. <laughs> uh, close enough. All right, that looks good. Thank you. It had 20 players. So this is in New Zealand. Uh, and Fraser Baker won the event with his boulder headless. Now, uh, we saw a lot of Iron Gutsman play this in TTS last year. We've had a lot of conversations about this. When you make the Huskard on Thundertusk the general, you're able to take those yetis, those three times three yetis, although Iron Gutsman was running more yetis, make them your battle line. Now, it might be that actually you get a cheaper battle line unit, meaning that you get two Frostlord on Stonehorns in this list, as well as Hrothgarn and Hrothgarn's Hunters. Um, uh, and you've got uh, the Emerald Life Swarm in there as well. So it gives him some options uh so uh some us so this was in new zealand uh which is pretty interesting now the the yetis are really cool because they have a pile in from six inches which means you can run them um and the uh the the husk on thunder tusk when uh, he wasn't in uh winter bite which has got a cool command ability for piling an attack uh, sorry for an attack uh a piling in your opponent's face sort of thing uh which is really really fun uh, but they, he wasn't running that. He was running Boulder Head. So it would have been more of the classic Frost Lords just kicking ass as usual uh, with the Fire Belly in there as well. But it's quite nice to see the healing that potentially comes out uh, from the Everyone Life Swarm into the Frost Lords. Congratulations to Fraser Baker. Uh, if you guys, first time you've ever tuned in, uh, Frost Lords and Stone kick ass. Huskar and Thunder Tusk um, can do some nice healing in addition to the more Pot and the Life Swarm that's keeping those big monsters up alive a lot longer which i think is really good um so uh pretty cool congratulations to fraser in the 4-1 bracket so again if you're not tuned in for the first time the way we break down and have broken down and i think many a person has followed suit now for how we break down uh, event results instead of doing something arbitrary like a top 10 or a top three or some insane business like that what well, i what i suggested that we do as a community and many a content creator followed suit and thank you for doing so makes me happy 
uh, is break the list down into 5-0, so one five games out of five, or the 4-1 bracket. Oftentimes, like we'll see when we talk about blackout, it was just this, it was just a priority role that really switched between those two. Uh, and that's probably true in many of the games, truthfully. Um, but it feels like you get like a, a more true reflection of what the top end meta is like looking at the 4-1 bracket a lot of the time. Oh, has that just automatically gone forward? Oh, no. Uh, so in the 4-1 bracket, we had a Hermdahl list by Trey Winnicker. I hope I said that right. Uh, two times 10 and two times five Hearthguard Berserkers. Sometimes you'll see three times 10. Sometimes you'll see four times 10 Hearthguard Berserkers. Two wounds each. Great in a fight. Uh, followed up by uh, the fantastic Gotrek, uh, as we know. The terror, the terror, uh, Schrodinger's terror of Age of Sigma 3.0 never actually occurred. Yes, obnoxious in the mid in the mid uh, field. Uh, yes, difficult to deal with in some cases, but not actually uh, the all dominating presence that he was assumed to be uh, at the start of the edition. Uh, then he has the cast of characters: Rune Father, Rune Smite, About Smith, Rune Master, Rune Son, and then two times five Auric Hearthguard is what we saw. Uh, James Struthers was running a Blood Tooths list, uh, the most popular sub faction for Iron Jaws at the minute. He, he was running a, a Moor Crusher, uh, two times five, uh, sorry, two War Chanters, a Weird Knob, 10 R Boys, and then six, three, and three Gore Grunters, and a Rogue Idol. Now, I've said this before, I think Bluetooth is really powerful. I think Iron Sons might get it in a mirror, but the stats don't seem to agree with me. And, uh, and Blood Tooths are super popular all over the place. Obviously, you buff up the Gore Grunters or the Maw Crusher. You do all that damage. You're going to see this list a lot. You're going to see lists similar to this a lot. I don't really, you don't really need me to explain it to you. Uh, you can make some additional moves with Blood Tooths. Um, it's just really, really, really good. Uh, Blue Tooths? No Blue Tooths. Uh, and Blue Tooth is pretty powerful, yeah. Um, uh, uh, Danbrook, big love to you. Uh, uh very handy for connected devices okay cameron king cameron king with his draco's tail list he had three lots of two salamanders two times five saurus guard two times ten skinks a basilidon sarsia skink priest and slan so a draco's tail list with salamanders it's basically how it works um there is other stuff in there uh people normally move other stuff around that basilidon is also pretty key we've seen that basilidon make it into every list now draco's tail lists we've seen it in Obviously, we more commonly see it in Thunderlist lists because they shoot twice command ability, but we've seen it in tons of Draco Tales lists at this point, to the point where I would say that the Basilodon is pretty pushed and a lot of people love using it in their Seraphon armies, no matter which sub-faction you put it in, similar to the Salamanders. So it's a situation where the War Scrolls and the points are more effective and efficient for these armies than the sub-faction is. It's really, do you want to be minus one damage or do you want to drop from the heavens? That's the difference between the two. Um, and Cameron has decided he wants to drop from the heavens. And he's done really well. He's gone 4-1. Congratulations to those guys. Um, right. Next up, uh, we had Frozen Empires in Northern Ireland. Now, uh, I know I just said everything about the 5041 bracket. There were only 10 players at this event. So this is in Northern Ireland. But it was worth shouting out. None of the lists were submitted. So I don't know what the lists were. But we had in first place, Chris Caves Jr., uh, with his Zinch list. In second place, you had Solomon the King Morrow uh, with OCR Bone Reaper list. Uh, and then in third place, you had Ben Cochrane with Seraphon. He went 3-2. The important point to note is that all of these lads are 18 or younger. 
Like um, now, and they were up against. They they had like a bunch of the Northern Irish uh, squad in there as well, um, which I think is uh, like. Uh, do we include this for the stats or more duping? I don't think we probably include this for the stats. Um, Pete, thank you. But what is great? What is great is that it's three young young people uh, playing uh, Warhammer at a competitive level, doing really well and really showcasing that uh, Northern Ireland will be a future, uh, a solid future Warhammer uh, place, basically, a community. <laughs> Mondays, eh? I'm not, I'm not nailing this at the moment. Um, yes, these whippersnappers make me feel very old. Ah, Solomon is awesome. He's going to fly. I played him at Six Nations. Broccoli boy, he is. And congratulations to Broccoli Boy in the chat who got um, a, a best painted or a coolest army uh, at Blackout this weekend. So uh, congratulations to you. Um, King Solomon, that's right. He's great. Love King Solomon. Such a treasure. Like uh, Ben doing really, really well. So big shout out to Northern Ireland and getting a bunch of those uh, young people playing, which is super cool to see them at events. I'm sure many of us would like to see more young people at events before. In Australia, I know for a fact that there are several young people who play. Their dads or, or, or parents take them to events, um, which is very cool. And I'll be excited to see them play more and more in the future. Um, okay. The Everd Winter GT. Uh, our biggest event from the weekend. Ooh. Everywhere to GT. Uh, 64 players um, in Boston, USA. Now, Sam Gould uh, did an amazing job of running Cottle's Claw. Cottle's Claw? Um, Seraphon. Now, I just talked about this off air a little bit. So you get plus one to hit, basically, um, and a command ability to give them plus one to hit as well uh, if they charged. Right? Um... Apologies, I have a cold. I'm trying not to sneeze. Uh, he was running the Celestin Prime, the Slant Star Master, an Engine of the Gods, Skink Star Priest, a Soros Scarvet on Kahano, a Skink Priest, 10 Soros Knights, 5 Soros Knights, 2 lots of 10 Skinks, 5 Soros Guard, and 5 Chameleon Skinks. So no real big blocks of anything. Uh, no Salamanders, no Basilidon, uh, no big combat blocks, really, just little bits doing little things. Uh, but the key has got to be, and I've talked about this a lot on the show before, the ability... For the Seraphon army, the ability for the Seraphon army uh, to do uh, mortal wounds at range, specifically Comet's Call, Celestin Prime, that Realm Shaper engine. Scarvet on Carnosaur also uh, got the ability to buff up uh, the Source Knights, uh, which could be quite key. Uh, and the Skink Priest uh, can still do... Um, uh, is it Skink Priest or the Star Seer? Whichever one it is, Star Priest, uh, can still make it so that the damage coming out of the Source Knights do mortals on sixes to wound. Engine of the Gods can also do mortals at range as well. And the Camo Skinks, if you're not finished, just picking off those key characters at the back, can also do the same. Um, so pretty exciting to see that. Uh, uh, can anyone explain? Commandability means they can do it without the need to charge. Some works, yes. But it's just plus one to hit, right? Which you can get in other places. Um, uh, no Salamander, obviously, on this man honors us all. He does. He does. So congratulations to Sam. Excellent play. In what looked to be a very fun field. Uh, a lot of the tough um, tough up crowd were there, which was super cool to see. Um, and uh, it looked like a really great event. I think it was uh, organized by Gavin, uh, was the TO. So it looked like a cool event uh, would be something I'd like to get to at some point. Okay. Uh, the in, the Everwinter GT in the 4-1 bracket. So Sam was the only person to go 5-0. So the undeclared, ch undeclared champ. Well, no, the declared champ. Not the undeclared champ. The declared champ. Um, and uh, the undisputed 
champion. That's what I meant to say. Uh, in the 4-1 bracket, you had Roger Baker with a big war. Now, this is my favorite list. I'm going to make a button that I press for next week or the following weeks, which is my list of the week. And uh, Roger Baker, congratulations. List of the week. Uh, ah, is it? Yeah, it is. It's my list of the week. Um, undisputed. Uh, he had two Swamp Caller Shamans. He had a Moor Crusher and a War Chanter. He had five, five, and 15 Ard Boys. He had 20 Shooters. And then he had two times six Bolt Boys and three Gore Grunters in Big War. Absolutely loved it. Love this. Loved it. Great. Uh, obviously, he's got the combat coming from the Moor Crusher and the Gore Grunt is pushing forward. Or indeed, even the Ard Boys. If you wanted to, 15 Ard Boys with damage too is not bad in the right situation especially because you can rally them on a four up because of the war chanter awesome nice mix of different units as well those bolt boys are going to be doing some prodigious damage from the mid board uh from their shooting with those two swamp caller shamans giving them all the buffs that you need and providing some uh anti-magic into the army which is great uh and then he's just got the absolute beat stick that is the more crusher or even three gore grunters so he's got screens he's got shooting he's got combat it's a great mixed arms army yeah big fan also roger is a gangster name roger is a gangster name that is correct so well done to roger baker uh now juan noah singh a man who probably needs no introduction or maybe does if you guys haven't been keeping up with competitive age sigma juan noah singh has been kind of taking the world by storm maybe he hasn't necessarily won uh gone five out many events but is arguably one of the most enigmatic players to come out of um uh the american scene obviously with the likes of bill Souza and someone else in his four-one bracket the fantastic anthony trentinelli um who i think is joe pagano's cousin so juan was running blood tooth's list two more crushes two war chanters a weird knob fungoid cave shaman which we've seen exclusively at the moment if you have been running it other places in the world, I'm sorry. Seems to be a US trend at the minute. Generating an extra CP from the Fungoid Cave Shaman and getting that Fungoid Cave Shaman to cast Mystic Shield to make one of those more crushes super tanky is a great little play. And then four times three... Um, uh, four times three... Uh, oh, I've lost it. Hold on. Uh, Gore Grunters in his list. Four times three Gore Grunters. Okay um so solid solid pick uh different to slightly different to some of the other lists we've seen specifically that fungoid cave shaman ally anthony trentinelli has been running a host arcanum list he went 4-1 uh archeon kairos ogroid thermitage so great to see that people have found their ogroid thermitage uh sitting on a shelf somewhere and they're painting them up and the blue scribes uh don't need to say much about zinch archeon in host arcanum um uh, there was some battle line units as well uh, apart from it, he slaps he fucks he 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 hits it and quits it like he ghosts you on the second date after you've done some things you don't want to talk about like uh, that like archeon is truly the end of empires um and uh not not great to play against <laughs> hey jog hope you're well why does it keep moving does anyone know anything about google slides and why this keeps moving on the screen i don't press any buttons uh anyway um, also in the 4-1 bracket was Thomas Zehenguan. I hope I've said that right. Zehenguan, uh, with a Hagnar Daughters of Cain list. He had Marathi and the Bow Snakes. But what made this list slightly different to every other Marathi and the Bow Snakes list we've ever covered ever in the history of time is 
he had uh, an allied unit of three Ishling Guard, which is quite cool because their War Scroll doesn't require any buffs to be an amazing War Scroll. Really good, really self-reliant and self-sufficient and has done really well. And then, I really like that pick. Uh, and then Corey Begley uh, in the 4-1 bracket with his Hammers of Sigmar list, six and three long strikes, two times two Forminators, not forgetting um, the Hammers of Sigmar make uh, your uh, Dracos battle line. Five Liberators, also his battle line. Then Aventis Firestrike, a Lord Relictor, and a Knight Judicator. And the Lord Relictor also had the uh, the High Priest thing. Um, great list. Um, is this the cookie cutter build? I don't know. Maybe if I uh, maybe if I say it is, then I'll get another video from Seasons of War. Who knows? Uh, but they're all the cookie cutter builds. It's Formulators and Long Strikes. That's what it is. That's the list basically everything else oh and also a uh, shout out to uh anthony trentinelli who is currently uh the belt holder of uh, an exclusive worldwide belt championship the intercontinental uh multi-universal uh, championship belt of destruction is a big gold belt like a wrestling belt that you're able to build um sorry you're able to win uh right so that's the everwinter gt looked like a great event super cool now, Blackout, 48 players, was pegged to be nearly a 100-player event, uh, but because of uh, new um, uh, restrictions uh, and also the uptick in uh, what is a very uh, transmissible uh, viral disease that you should get a vaccination from, I would love you to leave a comment in uh, the YouTube telling me that I'm not gonna, you're not going to get one because I can't wait to fucking ban you. Um, uh, it dropped down to 48 players. Uh, it's auto-scrolling the presentation. Thanks, Sam, boy. I change this how do I change the, the settings I'm just going to change this one second start from the beginning present a view how do you change the settings I'll do it after the show I'll do it after the show you guys can help me after the show we'll get back to it uh, anyway so in blackout uh, are you not going to mention the zero five list of blackout I'm going to mention one now uh, a big shout out to third place third place our man adam mumford that's right my co-host for many a live stream uh, a fantastic human being um adam mumford uh went uh, came in third place he went 4-1 uh, with his mainly all dragon list uh which is pretty fantastic so storm drake guard i think he also had a celestine prime in there as well so huge shout out to him in sixth place a shout out to dan bradshaw as well there was also some great other uh, players christian moore came in second um uh, with his soul black grave lords castelli list great guy great player um uh but dan bradshaw also having lost to mark in the final with again four storm drake guard so storm drake guard if you're keeping track um the two storm drake guard lists or at least the two competent ones that were there uh went four one basically uh so something to think about um uh thank you to uh sarcastic fairy beard sarcastic fairy bread for donating 10 pounds 77 to the show it's really appreciated thanks that's really appreciated thanks that's dead nice oh thank you uh was this a beginner's event it was a bit um however however in first place was mark wildman with a living city list uh, what's a fluminator? A fluminator is what I've got at the minute. Uh, so, uh, <laughs> so what did he have as a list? He had an anointed on Frostheart Phoenix. He had Duralia Vendent, a Sorceress, two times ten Dread Spears, twenty Phoenix Guard, five Dark Riders, 
10 flagellants, four fulminators, or fluminators, two fluminators, and then the emerald life swarm. Now, <laughs> what is this? <laughs> the chat, very, um, uh, fulminators are pretty good. Now, uh, mark the, um, one of the organizers of war in the heartlands uh, which we did coverage of um uh doing really well i spoke to him earlier this morning he sent me the list now obviously it's living city so those formulators are able to start off the board and when they do move onto the board they're able to um uh shoot uh and then move meaning that they can do that charge formulators are pretty cooked combat wise they've got five attacks each on the charge is threes and threes um rend one but damage three on the charge which is bonkers uh like truly bonkers so 15 damage per formulator potentially that doesn't include the battle cats that they're on which are damage two um with three attacks each so in total each formulator has got eight attacks uh so they can do incredible output um one of the key points here probably um, is uh, the Dread Spears, Dread Spears, sorry, are obviously just battle line. Uh, the Dark Riders, I have no idea why they're there. Uh, I guess they're to move on and shoot. I don't know. He, earlier on, he told me it was great that he wrote this list and he won with it because I have to talk about flagellants, which he described as the thing Ren 2. Sorry. Sorry. The formulators are Ren 2 damage 2 on the uh, uh, claws. Are they Ren 1 on the spear or Ren 2 on the spear? Whoa, I hope not. <laughs> Alice, thanks for resubscribing, baby. Uh, Dark Riders is a screen for the formula. Ren 2 makes it easy for us. Uh, 2 as well. Oh, my God. Okay, they're very, very, very stupidly good. Um, I thought it was Ren 1. I'm going to check now. I'm going to check. Uh, let me check. I trust your chat, but let me just check. Because there'll be a YouTube thug who's young, who's new, who just needs... Just needs to make sure we got the info for him. Um, it's Ren 2. Holy, 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 holy goodness. Uh, they also shoot mortal wounds as well, obviously. Um, please, uh, please see that broken loom, that broken text, the broken sentinels, won everything again this week. Gitly, stop being a, like, you're getting your sentinels going up 20 points. It should be 40 points. So you should be the happiest little trooper in the world. Okay. Um, uh, where are the Nurgles formulators or dragons? Uh, so <laughs> the point is well, how does this list work okay so you've got the big debuff from the frostheart phoenix which is great but really it's very similar big chuckle buddy big love to you really it's those formulators that are doing a lot of the work because the thing you're not seeing there is those formulators themselves and need like 700 and something seven to eight hundred points of the list everything else is really just chaff that's in the way those phoenix guard are great for holding an objective obviously with the ward save um and the ability to um uh, do pretty well and i heard in the final between Dan and Mark, uh, that those 20 Phoenix Guard killed Bastion Carthalos uh, in one round of combat, which is really good. Mark said the first thing he would drop from the list is the Flagellants, uh, but he would like to give Doralia Vendent more opportunity because he thinks they're really good uh, in a fight. Sorceress on foot has got the minus one to hit spell at range, uh, which is really good. It doubles up with that uh, minus one to wound from Frostar Phoenix. I've said this before, the best thing into the Mega Gargant meta is minus one to wound wherever you can get it um, because they really struggle. The pluses to hit are pretty common 
game wide so minuses to hit and pluses to hit don't really they all cancel each other out so you can't really minus uh to hit stack that you used to be able to do in 2.0 and in uh, 1.0 uh but in this version of the game minus one to wound is a huge huge thing i would expect to see the anointing on frost heart in more cities list going forward um uh, does cities really mess with the balance of things keep hearing how busted stormcast is there and it seems shitty that they may take hits because they're worse in their own faction uh it's particularly the formulators are particularly good as i've said because if you've shot uh, they're able to start off the board which is great because it means if you're in a mirror match uh the long strikes can't shoot you uh if you're up against lumineth uh they can't shoot you you are able to come on from the sides, which means you avoid all of that, uh, uh, all of that incoming shooting damage potentially, um, and you threaten and you keep the opponent honest. Uh, they can't leave any holes in their backfield. And then when you do deploy, you're able to shoot and then move. So it's not a nine-inch charge that you have to do because of command ability in Living City. It's not a nine-inch charge you've got to do. Uh, you're able to shoot, move, so you'll just be doing a three-inch charge. And as we've talked about, those formulators do horrific damage. And because of the shooting attack that comes out of the four and the two formulators, uh, four and two formulators, um, you'll be able to clear screens as well, which is pretty exciting. Uh, but you do need a Living City hero, yes. Uh, uh, the formulators can't allocate the command abilities themselves. Yes, no, they can't, uh, which is why you could use any of the characters that are in there to do so. Okay. Uh, do we have any news of the FAQ thingy? It'll be out before the end of the week, Chuckle Buddy. Uh, and then he had 10 flagellants. So 10 flagellants. So what is this list? This list is just uh, using formulators somewhere else. Uh, but you're going to see formulators all the time, like you see long strikes. Um, so yeah. Uh, Yes, Duralia just deep strikes with them, of course. Of course, that's how the list works. So, um, interesting. First run out of the Stormdrake Guard, um, going 4-1, almost taking out a 5-0. Would have been a bit more of a headline. Um, but the Flagellant's doing really well. Uh, <laughs> the linchpin of the list, I think. The linchpin of the list. But you probably will see a lot of Formulators in Living City lists already. Um uh, I mostly think cities and other multi-book lists should be gone. They struggle with single book balance. They struggle and balance, uh, Tom, but agreed. Now, this was huge news, obviously, from Blackout, as was every event. Congratulations to everyone who did really well. Uh, the important point uh, to talk about, probably, uh, at Blackout, maybe the most important point from this weekend... Some of you might not be aware, uh, but at the beginning of Age of Sigma, you, there were no points for any of the miniatures. Uh, games were held where people just put stuff on the board until they thought that they were playing a fair-ish game. It was a no-points game. Um, some, some decried it as madness. Others loved it. There was, uh, there was tales and dramas and stories from around the world. Uh, people were keen... Uh, people were furious. It was it was a wild time, uh, but eventually one man stepped up, one man to save our save us all, uh, and his name was Mo. That's right, of Channel Four News. Uh, so here he is. Here's his Twitter handle. If you would like to go follow him, it's at Channel Underscore Four News. I will include it in the show notes. Now Mo uh, made a bunch of points. They were called Mo points. Yeah, he also invented, uh, well, he also stole from War Machine Horde the ability to have objectives on the board, which you went and claimed. He also, he also uh, made it so you had secondary objectives. That's right. If you're playing Age of Sigmar or 40k, you're in fact playing MoComp to this day. Games Workshop owes Mo 
as do we all. A huge round of applause. Uh, but Mo, having created Mo uh, Comp for his two tournaments, then vanished into the ether, never to be seen again until this weekend, where he returned. And not only did he play an entire tournament, he played with Sylvaneth. He didn't take a top meta list. He didn't do anything. Mo came back. And maybe Mo is back to save us all. Who knows, right? But the biggest, where did he come uh, in the event? Oh, that's a great question. Uh, he, uh, I don't know how he placed. Uh, let me just double check. Um, Chris Tomlin. Chris ran the event, by the way. Chris Tomlin he ran the event. So big shout out to him. Uh, uh, Mo came. Oh, I should have checked this out. This was the most important. I should have led with this start of the show. Uh, 46th out of 48. 46th out of 48, right? Pretty good. Pretty good, in my opinion. Uh, so, uh, congratulations to Mo. We will be tracking on the Age of Sigmar Stat Center every single Mo result. It will always be. Um, uh, uh, to be fair, he dropped out at the end to let the spare player keep playing. Oh, my God. How can one man become so brilliant? How does he do it? Thank you for listening to the Sigma Stat Center. If you want to look at any of the lists I've talked about, I will include them in the show notes below. Some of them might be on the uh, Honest Wargame website, uh, which I'll put up later. Uh, if you would like to join us again, looking at these stats and, in, well, the event results on the weekend, you should do that. You can join us live on Twitch. If you're watching this back uh, on YouTube, please like and subscribe. And if you listen to it as a podcast, Stay hydrated, my homie, and look after yourselves in these long winter months. Loads of love. Thanks for tuning in to the Honest Wargamer. See you soon.